Today's first reading is from the First Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, and so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot would say, Because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But, as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. And if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there be no dissension within the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. And if one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. This is the word of the Lord. So by now, someplace, somewhere, maybe here at church, you've heard that word neurodiversity. It's something we've talked about a little bit before here. And during these five Sundays of Lent, this one being the first one, I, I want to talk during this time about neurodiversity in the Bible. About how not just our bodies are created differently, but also our brains and our personalities too. And like any kind of diversity can be challenging when we see people that look different than us or act different than us. It can be challenging when we don't understand but it's important to acknowledge that it's a gift of God that we're so diverse. Now, along with this word neurodiversity, maybe you've heard the word neurodivergent or neuroatypical. There's a bunch of different words that kind of mean the same things. And these words, neurodivergent or neuroatypical, means that our brains and our personalities are maybe a little different than what the majority is like. You know, some people say different than normal, but I mean, we all know, we've all learned this, there is no normal. We're all a little weird in our own ways. And you've heard me say before that, that, that word weird, that's not a bad word, it's actually in the Bible, the word that's used in the Greek is the same word as holy. And so someone who is neurodivergent, someone who is neuroatypical might have some kind of neurological diagnosis, autism or ADHD, dyslexia or Tourette's or OCD or chronic anxiety, and some may not. But even those who are neurotypical, those who kind of fit in the majority, even all of us are neurodiverse in our own ways. Our brains and bodies are wired differently. 
But when we look at the Bible and all the stories in the Bible and the heroes of the Bible, we tend to think that they're all just the same. They're very saintly, holy, good, religious people. That these perfect saints are all alike, and it's hard for anyone to relate to, much less any of us. But they're not all alike. They're diverse, these heroes of the Bible. And I believe if some of them were living today, they might be termed neurodivergent. And I think one of these people was Noah, the one that we heard about in our, in our second reading, this guy who builds an ark in his backyard where there's no water around. I mean, think about how the Bible describes Noah. In a world where people are obsessed with accumulating things, with building things, and winning It says Noah is described as different. He doesn't care about the same things that everybody else seems to care about. Noah is good with numbers. You have to be if you're going to build a boat that's the size of a city block. God chose him for a reason. He's detail-oriented. He's methodical, right? He's good with animals, less so with people. Noah has a singular focus, a special interest, if you will, in one thing that he knows really well. And so I think, if Noah were living today, he he might be on the autism spectrum. And yet God chooses to work with him and through him. He has the right mind to save all of humanity and all of creation. He is the right person. Have you ever really thought much about this story? Noah building this boat in in his backyard away from water. People probably laughed at him and ridiculed him and ostracized him and maybe even bullied him for being different. And yet the Bible says that he walked with God more closely than anybody else in that time. The truth is that Noah was able to see things that other people couldn't see. He could understand things that other people could not comprehend in their brains, the way that their brains were made. And so Noah is a beautiful reminder that our neuro differences are not a curse, but a blessing. It's not just something to be accommodated or tolerated, but there is gift and beauty and brilliance in it. I'm not going to lie, this neurodiversity, it makes a whole lot of things more challenging for some of us. But it also makes some things monumentally easier. Things that we take for granted may not be easy for somebody else and vice versa. Now, I do have to say, though, this doesn't mean that Noah was perfect. The part of the story that we usually don't read in church, the part that doesn't make it into the children's books, is that the story actually ends with Noah laying naked and drunken out in public. There are ways that being different than everybody else is emotionally and physically exhausting. 
There's a lot of masking that has to go on, a lot of trying to act the way that people expect us to act, feeling like we're responsible for things that maybe we're not responsible for, a lot of putting on a mask to try to fit in. And it's exhausting. And Noah felt like he had to do it all by himself, and it was hard. And so being different carries a weight that others may not always realize. In fact, Ham, one of Noah's sons, goes to his brothers and gossips about about what happens. And his other two sons, though, are a little bit more understanding, a little bit more caring and loving, and they come and they cover their dad up and they help his dad when he's in a time of crisis. Our differences are difficult, but they can be a blessing. And so I I don't think it's so bad that the story of Noah has this rainbow in it. Brainy people in our world have helped us know today exactly what a rainbow is made out of. It's a spectrum of light. It's white light from the sun that has been split apart into different colors by the moisture in the air. And there are a lot of people that probably laughed at the first people that said, well, you know, all this colored light is actually the white light split apart, and people thought they were crazy and didn't know what they were talking about. But scientists can be a blessing to us. And I believe the spectrum is the way that God has made us. Maybe you've heard that autism described as a spectrum. It's not so different from if you've ever taken the Myers-Briggs personality inventory. You are literally placed on a scale from I to E, introvert to extrovert. It's a spectrum. From sensing to intuitive, from thinking to feeling, judging to perceiving. This personality inventory that we've been using for decades is a spectrum. And it's very rare that one person is all the way on one side or one, side, one way all the way on the other side, but we're all someplace jumble in the middle. We're all on that spectrum. Some of us just might have a certain label at certain places on that spectrum. Our world is not black and white. It is not even gray. The story of Noah shows us that we're a complicated mix of every color on the spectrum. And so I believe that in the very beginning, when God describes creating humankind in God's image, it doesn't mean that God made every one of us to look just like God, or that everybody has the same personality traits as God, but that it was like that rainbow that showed up at the end of the story of Noah. We are like light shining through a prism, the very light of God that has been dispersed and diffused, and each of us find our place on this spectrum. 
the divine personality and traits are split and manifest in different ways in different people. And to be made in God's image means that we are someplace on this spectrum. Those who identify as red, maybe you're someone who, who lives with your love right there on the sleeve and you hug everybody. Maybe you feel like you're a passionate orange or a sunny and social yellow. A creation, an environmental loving green or a thoughtful blue. Someone who's a little more subtle, indigo, royal purple. Maybe you're even that ultraviolet that is difficult to see. Maybe that's exactly where Noah finds himself in that, in that ultraviolet where others have a hard time seeing him. We might be completely different ends of the spectrum from somebody else, but we are not whole. We are not reflecting the divine light without everybody. We are all beautiful in our own way. We are beautiful together. We together are part of that image of God. And when we acknowledge the gift that is people like Noah, who don't fit in with the majority, who might have a special interest of building a boat in his backyard, who sees things that other people can't see or understand, we are blessed by him and by those who are like him. And they might just save us from ourselves like Noah did. Because remember what happened in that story. Those who condemned Noah, those who bullied him, they ended up missing the boat. They missed God's saving action by rejecting Noah, and they were literally swallowed up because they refused to see God at work through someone as different as Noah. Our brains and our personalities and our traits are all different. They're all variations on the image of God, but in this beautiful spectrum, in this diversity, in this neurodiversity, is the story of Noah. Is a sign of hope and a sign of life given by God. Thanks be to God. Amen.